Well, good morning, coach, uh, football fans, and welcome to the Adams County uh, High School Football Coaches Show, hosted by Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating, also sponsored by and hosted by Adams Moral Hospital with breakfast served by the West End Restaurant. Um, also sponsored by Mind's Eye Graphic, Adams Woodcrest, and Graber Insurance. Well, last night in area games, Columbia City defeated Huntington North 20, uh, 45-21. Norwell defeated Belmont 45-0 in our game of the week. Leo defeated New Haven 35-8. Penn defeated East Noble 30-24. Adams Central took out in Jay County and defeated them 48-0. Bluffton defeated Woodland 45-21. South Adams defeated Heritage 55 to 8. Central Noble um, defeated uh, Prairie Heights uh, 27 to 0 in other area games. <clears throat> Carroll defeated Northrop 52 to 12. Homestead took out Bishop Dwinger in three overtimes by a score of 35 34. Uh, Concordia defeated Bishop Lewers 38 to nothing. Snyder defeated Southside 14 to 7 in a low scoring game. Eastside defeated uh, Cherubusco 26 to 0. Fairfield defeated. Um, Fremont 45-13, Garrett over Lakeland 39-18, Angola 41-0 over West Noble, Wawa, uh, Warsaw defeated Mishawaka 40-32, Wawasee uh, and Concord were postponed, and McConaughey defeated Whitco by a score of 31-28. We're going to take our first round of commercials and send it back to the studio. Steve Giggle running the board for me as always on Saturday morning. We'll be back with uh, Coach Michael Mosher of the Adams Central Flying Jets right after these messages. Shouldn't a home comfort system make you completely comfortable? Leakty Brothers is a trusted source for everything you need for home heating and cooling. When you decide to repair or upgrade your home comfort system, Leakty Brothers can advise you on your air conditioning, heating, and indoor air quality needs from maintenance to repair to installation. Going with Leakty Brothers is a decision you'll always take comfort in. Hi, this is Ken at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Bern. Another groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital. Your medical story at your fingertips. You can communicate with your doctor, manage your appointments, request prescription refills, access your test results, and view your doctor's comments. To sign up for my chart, ask your doctor or patient registration at Adams Memorial Hospital. For more information, go to adams.mychartcc.com. Since 1980, we have been your screen printing professionals. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 Commerce Drive in Decatur. We take great pride in our screen printing and embroidery accomplishments. If you need from a few to a few hundred garments decorated, we can do it. Schools, organizations, business apparel, and more. Your design or custom design. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. As a local auto owner's independent agency, we are dedicated to assisting you in your time of need. We live and work right in your community, and we're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Fortunately, emergencies don't happen every day, but when they do, we're here to personally see you through for life, home, car, and business insurance. Call us, your local independent auto owner's agent, today. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graeber Insurance, Highway 27 North in Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Welcome back to the Adams County High School Football Coaches Show, hosted by Leak East Brothers Plumbing and Heating. I am now joined on the phone by uh, Adams Central's head coach, Michael Mosier. And Michael, um, you take on a Jay County team last night that uh, 
has struggled in, a, <clears throat> in the past few years, and you uh, have a 48-0 to zero victory. Um, according to that uh, score, I can assume that your uh, offense played pretty well last night, and your defense uh, must have played exceptionally well to uh, shut them out. Yeah, I, I think our guys did did real well. Uh, they end up scoring, you know, late in the game against our twos, and and I thought our defense came out hard, and that was something we were working on uh, all week. We've just seemed like we've the past three weeks we've just struggled with starting, and that was kind of our focus this week is come out there and, and let's let's start fast, let's let's start hard, let's not uh, get give the other team an advantage by going down and scoring on us or. Uh, and last week, our first drive, we fumbled. So, I mean, we just really struggled with starting, and that's kind of what our, our focus was. And I think our kids our kids did that uh, against the Jay County team that, yes, that has been struggling as of late. And uh, uh, we took advantage of, of stuff they gave us, and our kids played well. Um, uh, we didn't get to see very many stats come across, but uh, who were some of the guys that uh, led you in rushing last night? Uh, Blake Hirely was uh, was number one. He had uh, roughly eighty some yards. He had no one no one uh, reach hundred. We just really uh, uh, the, the game plan was let's give the ball to a number of different people. And uh, Jay County uh, struggled defensively against us, so it gave us an opportunity to really see uh, what other kids could do with the ball. So Blake Blake led the way with eighty. We gave him uh, a number of plays on our on, on our inside and outside plays. Uh, Alex had a, a nice run for a touchdown. Uh, Mason Mason Daru and, and Gavin Cook, our other weak backs, uh, did great for us. We gave the ball to them quite a bit to see to give them experience and to, to give, uh, give see what they could do. And they, they did a really good job for us. So we again, didn't pass the ball much at all. Yeah, we didn't pass the ball much at all. We just kind of kept the ball on the ground, and and uh, that's what we did. Well, the Adam Central philosophy usually is uh, run the ball until you have to pass, and apparently last night you didn't have to pass. So, <clears throat> um, with a game like that, uh, with a game like that, it's it's one of those things that uh, you want to you want to win you want to win the game and you want to come out injury free. Has uh, that been pretty easy for you to do this season, or how's your injury statistics for the season right now? Well, we're we're overall we're 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 doing okay. You know, my son Josh. Uh, I think maybe the second week uh, end up uh, tearing his MCL, but it looks really good. He's had a really good report. He's back. He's doing some light practicing. We may have him back in a in a, in a week, week or two. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But he's not going to be a hundred percent yet. But hopefully he'll continue to heal and we can we can use him uh, and his abilities. And we also have some some younger guys, non-Bosch varsity guys that's been struggling with some injuries. So overall, um, you know, as football goes, we have aches and pains, um, but we're we're holding holding tight, and that's kind of what we we hope we can do. But hey, that could be totally off this week, right? I mean, that's the game of football. But um, we just try as much as we can to go day day by day, week by week, especially during COVID, and uh, you know, just praying that each week we have a game. No, the week before last, we saw one of your senior linemen uh, go down with the old neck stinger. as oh, he yeah, recovered that, from that? Okay, that's right. Yes, I'm sorry. I did. I did forget it. Yeah, he's back. Uh, Josh Smith ended up getting a little bit of a neck neck stinger. Uh, it you know wasn't as bad as what we thought. Thank thank the good Lord. And and yeah, he played last night, and he's doing well. We we limited we limited him as as much as 
as much as possible, but he did get into the game both offensive and defensively, and it looks like this week he'll be he'll be back full full bore. So yeah, he's doing good. So that's that's a plus. So you have a kind of a light week this week. Uh, who do you have lined up for next week that you have to start preparing for this afternoon? Uh, well, we we got uh, you know Heritage is coming up, and uh, I think we 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 go there, so it'll be be fun to, to play on the carpet there. Kids enjoy that, and that'll be nice. Um, it'll be they have they have a good offensive team with their new coach Casey Colkman, who has you know been around football an awful long time, so he knows what he's doing. Uh, he's starting you know he's trying hard to to build up that program that has been struggling through the last few years, so. You know, it, it it may take him some time to do that, but we know that their kids are going to play hard, and we know that we have to bring our, our best A game to, to beat them. Um, I, I can't remember the kid's name right now, but they have a Division One player uh, that is an outstanding uh, defensive um, defensive end linebacker slash kid. They play him everywhere, so he's going to be a handful for us to handle, and we just have to go in there and we have to be able to. Uh, sustain our drives. We got to be able to move the ball. We got to we got to be able to stop whatever they throw at us uh, defensively. And so we'll see how it goes. But we got to continue to get better. You know, after looking at you know, I haven't really watched the film yet, but we, we will. And and I do know that after watching the game live, we still got a lot of things that we got to be able to work on. Um, just kids not being in the right spots. Just kids not blocking how we want them to block. And so that's. That just takes some time to be able to learn, and so we got to always go back to basics and, and teach those things, and hopefully each week we start seeing uh, a little bit more more improvement. Well, your cousin with one less S from uh, South Adams, uh, Coach Grant Mosier, didn't uh, fare uh, very well against me. Well, he didn't take it very easy on Coach Kolkman in his return to the ACAC no, last night, no. 55-8. to eight. But then you've seen that uh, Southampton team, and you know that that's not a good gauge to see how, how uh, good Heritage really is as uh, uh, the, the powerhouse offense that South Adams has. Uh, um, they were up uh, 34 points, I think, in the first quarter, so uh, it's, it's kind of hard to judge that. So you're going to have to go into that game uh, ready to play regardless of uh, what you think that team may oh, or may not yeah. have. You are you are you are right. You can't. You know it's it's hard. Okay, South Adams will do this, and we do this as well. It is hard to watch a team that South Adams or Adams Central <coughs> is playing because you know you're going to want to you're going to want we're going to want to watch South Adams, but we got to not do that. You know you you have to be able to focus on on Heritage because that's who we have. And Heritage, yeah, Heritage is a good team despite that score. You know, and and you can't. Think, oh my goodness, South Adams rolled over them. Here we go. No, you just you cannot do that. And uh, we don't take heritage lightly, and we, we never have. And, and I know that Coach Colkman is going to have them ready to go. They're not going to want to have another repeat of, of last night. So they're going to come at us, and they're going to have a good game plan in place. And and you are right. I mean, South Adams is is, is a quality football team. They're uh, they're they're rolling right now. So. Uh, you got to look past that, and and we can't focus on on the stars until until we we have them next week. Um, but we are focusing on heritage, and we'll see how that goes. As as far as uh, measures that you've been taking, I know all season long teams have been concerned about uh, COVID and everything. Uh, all of your yeah. protocols in place, and you guys uh, keeping diligent in your activities, uh, both in school and in in the uh, locker room, to take care of all that sort of thing. We we are. Uh, I, I will say we're not perfect. Um, you know, we, we try our best, 
it is extremely hard to constantly have a mask on, to constantly socially distance. You know, that, that is almost impossible to do. Um, but we are trying. You know, we, we, are, we do have good protocols in place. Uh, our, our AV and principals constantly remind us uh, when we don't do it, they're going to let us know. Uh, and we are doing our, our, our best uh, to keep everybody healthy. I mean, obviously, I'm not there today because I just feel I, I, I can't and I don't like it. I don't like anything. I mean, I don't know if you can talk to anybody. No one likes the situation we are in. I, you know, you just you're trying to do your best. Um, we're trying to keep um, COVID away because, you know, you are a kid away. You're a coach away from being out for two weeks, you know, and we don't, we don't want that to happen. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it doesn't happen. So we are trying our best. I'm trying to tell kids, we're trying to, you know, teach our kids, just be smart about where you're going. Don't go in large groups. I mean, it is a, it, it, it is a hassle and, and it is a strain, but we're trying to do our best. Is that a good, is that a good answer? Well, you know, it, it's, it's <laughs> evident as a, most schools we go to, they're having their senior night, their first home game, yeah, because uh, exactly. you don't know when, when the season's going to end. Uh, last night we were at Belmont right. and they had their senior night, first night, and you don't want to think that you're you're you know being negative, but uh, you have to get those things in because uh, it couldn't be it could be anything that happens next week it could end your season for two weeks. So you are right, Rex. I mean, we had we had senior night and homecoming at Adams Central <laughs> last night. I mean that that is like what it is just surreal. I mean it just it's just you know, I remember a couple weeks ago, if, if we were after Eastside, but we, we struggled, and it just felt like the twilight zone, you know, not having fans in the stands, and and now last night we have senior night uh, on game four and homecoming at the same time, and people wearing masks and, and we're social distancing, and it's just, it's just the twilight zone. It just feels like that, and we're just getting by, and I think we just have to go one- day one week one game at a time and that's all we have because we don't know and that's the situation we're in well michael we appreciate you taking the time to call in this morning and uh, i wish you luck uh, next week against uh, heritage uh, in that game and like i say you believe you're going on the road Uh, that will not be our game of the week so we will not get to see you play but uh, hopefully we'll talk to you on that next saturday morning after that uh, game and uh, wish you luck uh, when you go to the the new turf stadium up at uh, heritage and uh I uh, hope all your kids uh, play well and uh, stay safe. And uh, until next week, we'll talk to you on Saturday. Thanks, Rex. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. And that's been Coach yep. Michael Bozier of the Adam Central Flying Jets uh, calling in on the phone. And I'm going to send it back to the studio with Steve Gagel running the board for me. And we'll be back with uh, Coach Nick Hall of the Belmont Braves right after these messages. Want to make your home a more comfortable place, but don't think you can afford a top brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solutions for every budget. When you turn to Leakty Brothers, your Carrier expert, they'll show you the full lineup of best-in-class home comfort systems and help you pick the one that best fits into your home budget. Because in this economy, who couldn't use a little more comfort? Hi, this is Ken at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Burn. Thank you for making West End Restaurant Decatur your dining destination for many of your favorite dishes. And now we're offering many new items. Hi, this is Jared inviting you to enjoy our newest menu items, a Philly steak sandwich, a Reuben sandwich, 
salmon on a cedar plank, stuffed grilled shrimp, West End grilled cod sandwich, baked sweet potato, breaded pickles, jalapeno poppers, and we still have our old favorite. So stop in and see us at the West End Restaurant. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Even though we print worldwide, we are most proud of you, our friends, neighbors, and associates that make Mind's Eye Graphics a world leader in screen printing and embroidery. Hi, this is Greg Kitson, and on behalf of our staff and myself, I want to say thank you for making Decatur and Adams County a great community to live and work. Please think of us at Mind's Eye, 1019 West Commerce Drive, for all your screen printing and embroidery needs. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Well, welcome back to the Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating Adams County High School Football Coaches Show, hosted by Adams Memorial Hospital with breakfast served by the West End Restaurant, and we do appreciate that. Also sponsored by Mind's Eye Graphic, Adams Woodcrest, and Graber Insurance. And now I'm joined by the uh, first-year head coach of the Belmont Braves, Nick Hall, and we're talking off the air a little bit. And I was like, you know, 45 to nothing uh, doesn't sound like a very good score, but... uh, I was talking to Nick, and I was like, there were some things I saw that were very good. I think your kids played really hard. There was a stand in the first quarter that uh, Norwood gets down inside the 20, and you held them for like 10 or 11 plays, I think, before they finally punched it in. And um, I know that uh, one of the one of your biggest uh, uh, assets last night was the penalties against Norwell, which kind of helped keep you in the game. Yeah, they, I mean, they had over 100 yards in penalties. Um, but, yeah, that first quarter we really battled um, – I mean, they had a 10, 11, 12-yard drive. I mean, we made them work for their first touchdown, and we got the ball back, and we had a eight-and-a-half-minute drive. I mean, we could have capitalized. We got inside the 10-yard line, messed up on a play, you know, and we couldn't capitalize and score, which should have been 7-7 there at the end of actually halfway through the second pretty much. Um, but, yeah, it seemed like we just kind of ran out of gas again there and well, well, halfway to the second, it seemed like so. I know at the at the end of the first quarter, seven nothing. I mean, that's that's a victory. You can think that that's a pretty good first quarter. Um, then in the second quarter, you have two big turnovers, uh, turnover all over in short in your end zone or in your end of the field. Give them a, a very short field, and they score a couple of times, and uh, then things kind of opened up a little bit. So it's thirty-one nothing after the second half. But um, one thing, and I think that you can take away as a coach is that your kids were playing hard. I mean, they were putting big sticks on the, on the other guys, and they were not quitting. They were not backing down. And that's a that's a pretty physical Norwell team, and I think they out, outmanned you in size a little bit. But I think you guys played them uh, aggressively pretty much uh, toe-to-toe. Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the more physical Norwell teams I remember seeing probably back <coughs> since, you know, back whenever I played. I mean, they, they flew around. They hit their offensive line were grim men. I mean, they were <laughs> they were big boys. And, um, I mean, our guys didn't back down to them. And I don't expect them to ever back down to anybody. Um, but, yeah, they went out there and, they, I mean, they played hard. Like you said, they, you know, they were just bigger and stronger than us. I mean, there's nothing we can really do about that. So I know that your, your running game struggled a little bit in the middle with that uh, big defensive line of theirs. But uh, he did have a little bit of success outside. I thought uh, uh, he Aiden Ford didn't have a lot of yards, but I thought he ran really hard. I mean, I, he ran out 
took some big hits at the end and popped back up went in I thought he just ran really hard he, he did um, and that's something we really talked to him about this week um, I think against Columbia City he kind of shied away from some hits and we told him hey when you get that edge you need to turn it up and you know run down or run hard and uh, I mean he picked up a big fourth down for us there in the first quarter when we were marching down the field I think it was like fourth and five fourth and six and I mean, he ran harder around the edge on the on a rocket toss, and yeah. And I know that uh, some of those kids uh, on offense uh, seemed like the they were frustrated because they just really couldn't get anything going. But I think they made up for it on defense. So I, I took a note here. I saw Joe Laughlin everywhere on the field. Joe Laughlin was in the backfield, was in the quarterback's face, put a couple of hits on uh, their quarterback Eli, Eli Riley that were right at the edge, and he turned and looked back at the referee, and the referee just kind of gave him one of these and says, "Okay." But uh, Joe Laughlin was putting sticks on people. Yeah, Joe was all over the field last night, and um, that's something we expect from him every week. Um, he was the same way last week against Columbia City. I think he had eight tackles against Columbia City, and last night he had like eight or nine again. Um, I mean, he's a senior first in the middle. This is his fourth year playing. I mean, he knows the defense. He knows the offense. Uh, he's going to be out there playing pretty much every snap, um, and he's not afraid to hit anybody. So, you and know. He, he had some hard yards up the middle from that fullback spot as well, and I mean, there wasn't a lot there, but uh, we saw him carrying some people a couple extra yards and trying to gain some extra momentum up the middle. But uh, I mean, that offensive line of yours, I saw you late in the game, were kind of switching some kids, putting some jerseys on some different guys out there, trying to get a little extra manpower late in that second half. But uh, uh, I think your kids really fought hard. I, I took some notes here last night. I saw um, Gabe Roman. Uh, one of your seniors uh, played hard on both sides of the ball. I saw him make a couple of nice runs, and then I also t- saw him make some real nice hits in the open field. Uh, and uh, their quarterback was very elusive, and uh, I saw you guys make some really nice one-on-one tackles on him in the open field that, that uh, I think a lot of times he makes those guys miss. But I think that you guys did a lot of things uh, technically sound uh, that looked some good things, some positive things to take out of that game. Yeah, last week our – Open tackling wasn't very good, and that was one thing we really focused on this week was open tackling, which because, you know, their quarterback is a very elusive quarterback. Um, I mean, he, I don't think he really broke loose on us on a long run. I mean, he broke loose on some scrambles and threw down the field. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, our open tackling was a lot better this week than it was last week. Um, Gabe Roman, I mean, he goes out there every week, and just like Joe Laughlin goes out there and plays his butt off every week. I mean, not the biggest guy out there, but he's going to lay a hit on you and he's going to run hard and he's going to block like he's supposed to. So, Well, I thought that uh, probably midway through that second quarter, um, Eli Riley broke up a pass and got called for interference. Got shook up. He took a pretty good hit and then come up and dropped his shoulder a bit and they pulled him off the field. And I thought, you know, if you've got that do-all-everything guy that uh, like Eli Riley – does he really need to be playing safety? Uh, can you get him hurt that easy? And, and coaches kind of, you kind of play that edge. You think, okay, I need this guy on a field, but do I need him on a field enough yeah. in a game when we're winning 31 to nothing in the second quarter to hurt him for the rest of the season? What, what's your take on that? I would be very leery about putting him out there. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a great athlete. I think there's probably someone that could probably fill his position. But, I mean, right now we didn't play John Allmanbacker safety this week. For that same reason, I mean, John Allman goes down. We're pretty much down a quarterback, and yeah. our next quarterback that's coming in is going to be someone that has very little experience back there. Um, so, I mean, we pulled we pulled him off a of defense. We had Trevor Walker eligible this week, so Trevor went back here and played safety. We moved Kobe Baker back at safety, and Kobe played a little bit of corner and safety. So, I mean, we have a lot of inexperienced guys out there, which they're all young, they're all sophomores, juniors. We have a few seniors. 
um, which I guess is not bad, but at the same time it's frustrating. But, um, I mean, they're getting the reps. I mean, so I guess that's all you can ask for right now. You know, you you, you uh, made a statement about uh, Trevor Walker, and I'm going to call his number because there was a play early, oh, probably late in the first quarter when uh, you guys were still pretty much in it, and uh, Riley makes a runoff tackle and kind of breaks open. And uh, Walker came clear from that safety spot and hit him at the line of scrimmage. And you're going to see that on, on, on film. And it's like he really read the play well, mm-hmm. closed well, and made a big hit right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that was actually probably the first second play of the second quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah, he came. Um, I think it was like a quarterback sweep outside, and Walker read it perfect and came up and, I mean, pretty much a double leg takedown and took him straight down. Yeah, that was, a, I mean, that was one of our better plays on defense, I thought, for the night. So. So now um, you you had some kids that came out a little a little bit later. That's okay. That gravy will lick right off that sleeve. <laughs> Nick just put his sleeve in his biscuits and gravy. But uh, as good as it is, he's gonna he'll eat that right up. But uh, you've got some kids that have came out uh, since the season started and since you were named the, the coach. Uh, some of those kids back in to the uh, eligibility level and uh, able to step in and be some uh, uh, advantage for you this season, this week uh, now. Um. Yeah. So like I said, Trevor Walker. He was. He was. This is. He didn't play last week. Is his first week playing. Um, I think he's really going to help us. Um, I mean, I guess he wasn't eligible last week, but I just wanted to highlight Kyle Kugelhan. This is effort he played. I mean, last night was. He was going up against guys that were a lot bigger and stronger than him. I mean, he's our right tackle, and he played nose last night. He played DN last night. He played guard last night on offense and tackle on offense and. I mean, he didn't complain one time, and I don't know if he ever came off the field. I mean, he was playing special teams, everything except for kick return, I think. And, I mean, he was out there busting his butt all all night. And you know, you know, so. We talked uh, pregame, and uh, you said that you'd, you'd had success with one of your freshmen, uh, Dylan Velez, the week before. And I thought, well, I'm going to give him a start. So, you know, as the color commentator, I, I get to watch a little bit of things. And Dave, Dave's doing play-by-play, so I actually focused on Dylan and watched him a few plays. And, I saw him pull out of that guard position, come out, and make some nice blocks. Uh, he's not the biggest kid, but he's going to grow into a big kid. And mm-hmm. uh, he's one of those kids uh, as a freshman. Uh, if you get him those reps, I saw some good things from him, some good blocks, and uh, you're going to see that on film. That uh, you're going to focus on those kids and think this this kid's really going to step up for us. Yeah, Dylan. I mean, he's not the biggest kid. He's probably five ten, um, two two ten, two twenty. But he's a very physical kid. He gets the game. He has nice feet. I mean. He uses hands, um, like he said. I mean, he had a couple good blocks here last night, and I mean, I talked to him after the game, asked him how it went, and he's like, "Oh, you know," like he just kind of shrugged off, like, "Yeah, oh, I played varsity as a, you know, it wasn't a big deal to him." But uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll watch film with him this morning. We'll. Well, <laughs> I think he's used to his his older sisters beating up on him the whole time growing up. I mean, that probably is going to help him a little bit. So <laughs> we joke around with him all the time, so his sisters beat him up. So you know, you don't want to be considered the third best athlete in your family. <laughs> But uh, like I said, there, there's positive things you can take from the game last night. Uh, I think there was times when uh, it looked like your guys' running game was down and then you'd come back with a play and somebody would pick up a block and uh, Ford would get some extra yards or Laughlin would gain some extra yards. Uh, uh, there was a couple times when I think John um, Ullman made some really nice passes. I mean, he put some nice passes in. But he, probably the nicest pass he threw of the night was the one where Eli Riley stepped in and got called for the interference. He weaved it through about six guys and put it right on the money and uh, took an interference call to, to break it up. But I thought he made some good passes in there. Some other ones that 
I think he got hit late and maybe threw an inter- interception or two. But uh, I think there were some things there that you could take away that uh, he can throw the ball pretty well. Just has to find right receivers in open coverage. Yeah, that's something we need to work on with him still. Um, you know, reading his coverages, when to throw the ball, when not to throw the ball. I mean, he's inexperienced back here. His first year ever playing quarterback. I think he played at middle, maybe middle school. But you know, he's a good enough athlete. He can run it. He can throw it. That we put him back here because of that. Um, but like I said, we just need to go with his progression a little more and get him to read defense a little better and when to throw it, when not, when to throw it away, when to just take off running, stuff like that. So now, I, I focused on a, another one of your guys, uh, one of your seniors, uh, Dalton Robinson, uh, who I've watched uh, on a wrestling team, stars a freshman, and he, w- he was kind of a younger, softer kid and really kind of got tossed around in wrestling. And he, we've seen him grow into a big, strong kid, and uh, I think that, and he's one of the softest spoken, mild mannered young men you meet. But he was fired up a couple of times last night. I don't know if somebody was messing with him. I think it got called for personal foul in the middle for a little bit afterward. But he was uh, he was quite livid on a couple of plays. So I don't know if somebody was uh, doing something to him. You can watch on film that uh, he was lit up last night and he was playing very hard. He um, he's actually a junior. So, okay. Yeah. So we get him for one more year. Um, and in I wish our whole team had the heart of Dalton Robinson. I mean that kid, like you said, he came from. Being just a small little freshman, uh, I mean, he's starting to grow into his body now, but that kid busts his butt every day of practice. You could use a couple more guys at 266-2, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, um, like you said, he's real soft-spoken and everything, but he gets fired up. Um, I'm not sure what happened out there, but... You saw it, right? Yeah, I, yeah. and he came running off the field pretty much after the... Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll have to watch it and... <laughs> You know, it takes a lot to to get one of those guys fired up, but uh, he was livid, and his his teammates were kind of pulling him back a little bit, trying to settle him yeah. down. But uh, he's some, a, he's a competitor, which and, which is awesome. So, and then, like you said, you, you hope for the, that uh, some of that breeds, uh, you know, enthusiasm for the rest of his teammates, and uh, that's the kind of thing that uh, I think in game three and four of the season, you want that to build so that game seven, eight, nine of the season, everybody in your team is acting that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, you know. Week six. <laughs> Hopefully, here in a couple of weeks, our whole team's acting like that. Um, like I said, I, I wish our whole team had the heart of Dalton and the competitiveness of Dalton. I mean, that kid comes out. I mean, even in practice, we'll be doing you know two minute drill, going down the field, or just r- working the field. And I mean, he acts like you know we're we're in a game, which you should be. And uh, I mean, he gets pissed off and whatnot, and <laughs> it's. Which I love seeing it, so hopefully that translates to the other kids. So, no, I believe you guys go to Huntington North next week. Yes, yeah, Huntington North. So uh, Huntington North is one of those teams that uh, when they first came to the NA, NA8, uh, were not very competitive, but they've built a, a pretty nice program over there, and uh, they have a big 5A school over there where every kid in the county goes to one high school. And uh, I caught, talked to Coach Moser about that a little bit about like Jay County. It's like that's a that's a school that you uh, go in and as you the uh, Belmont the small school in the NE8 really struggle with numbers compared to a school like that that uh, really has a lot to build on. Uh, uh, how do you look forward to a game like that, knowing you're going to be kind of outmanned again another week uh, in a row here? We're going to be outmanned every week. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, Huntington North Coach Prescott over there, he's like you said, he's built a pretty good program here. I mean, it's the second year. I mean, he's pretty much turned it around in two years. But I mean. They're getting kids from Huntington County, the whole county. I mean, that's the only school. They're probably about the biggest school in our conference, I would think. Yeah, and if you look at that, people people don't understand. If you took Belmont, Adams Central, South Adams, 
Southern Wells, Norwell, and Bluffton and put them into one school. That is the size of the county for Adams and Wells, put them together. That is the same size county of Huntington North. So you, you yeah. would be able to take those six schools. You know, you've got powerhouses in, in Grant and uh, Michael's team, and along with, uh, you know, with you take the Norwell and the and the Bluffton teams. I mean, you could put a pretty good football team together, yeah. couldn't you? I might be coaching the middle school team, yeah. but. Well, I asked Grant that one year, and he said, I don't know, I wouldn't be coaching it. <laughs> I'm not sure who would be coaching that team. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's that's a team you have to get ready for. And I know you're going to – your day starts today and you go and start watching films of what you did last night. And you, you're probably going to get some films from Huntington North and see what they're going to do. And uh, yeah. uh, it's one of those things that you just have to build up for. And uh, you go over there and it's, it's not an easy place to play in. It's it a, is it's, not. It's no. an old field and uh, they, they, they bring some fans there and it, they have some support. But uh, – not a horrible bus ride over there. It's 35, 40 minutes, so it's not like you have a long two-hour ride to get ready for. But uh, these are the kind of things you have to prepare for and uh, get some of those younger kids ready for road games. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully we come out like we did against Columbia City last week. Um, like you said, it's tough, you know, taking kids on the road, younger kids on the road. Um, and Huntington North is not an easy place to play at. It seems like every time we play there, whether they're better than us or not, they come out and knock us in the mouth right away. Well, they they got some kind of – they're kind of not nasty kids, but they play hard. They're hard-nosed, they blue-collar kids. Yeah, they have some big physical kids, um, and they always seem to have that big athlete that's about six three, six four that plays tight end that we have, we can't guard. So, um, yeah, they had that D one recruit went to Michigan State a couple of years ago. He was six six three fifteen. Yeah, yeah, he can't. Yeah, I remember seeing him. I mean, he was a big boy and. Well, he was on the field, and he was bigger by on the field, and he hadn't put his shoulder pads on yet. Yeah. Yeah, he, they had a tight end there a few years ago. That was about 6'5", and we had, we couldn't guard him. We're like, I said, Daniel, how are we going to guard this guy? We're not going to. <laughs> you have to hit him so, in the knee when he gets off the bus, I guess. That's the best way to do it. But, uh, yeah. Well, Nick, we appreciate you coming in, and you got a nice hot plate full of biscuits and gravy there waiting for you that uh, you're going to polish off when I go to this next commercial break here. And uh, we wish you luck next week at Huntington North. And, uh we're looking at the schedule to see if we're going to make any changes since we missed the first two weeks of your season, but uh, we don't know how that's going to come out yet. But uh, we do wish you luck over at Huntington North, and uh, uh, we hope that your kids are all healthy and rested for next week's game, and uh, we wish you luck. Hey, thanks, Rex. That's been Coach uh, Nick Hall of the uh, Belmont Braves, and we'll be back after this commercial break with uh, South Adams head coach Grant Mosier right after this. Shouldn't a home comfort system make you completely comfortable? Leakty Brothers is a trusted source for everything you need for home heating and cooling. When you decide to repair or upgrade your home comfort system, Leakty Brothers can advise you on your air conditioning, heating, and indoor air quality needs, from maintenance to repair to installation. Going with Leakty Brothers is a decision you'll always take comfort in. Hi, this is Ken at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 250. One East Water Street in Burn. It's a new patient center appointment scheduling service from Adams Medical Group providers. With one convenient toll-free call to 1-833-724-DOCS, you can make same-day, next-day, or telemedicine appointments with your doctor or available health professional. One number reaches all the health providers in the Adams Health Network. One convenient central number for appointments and quick care. 1-833-724-DOCS. Another groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital. Our dedicated professional staff can move your sorta idea into print reality. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 West Commerce Drive, Decatur. And I know how sometimes you know what your screen printing should look like, but well, how do you get that image on a shirt or a blanket or a towel? 
Here at Minds Eye Graphics, we make your idea real. Stop and talk to one of our staff because if you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See Mark, Toby, or me, Barb, at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Welcome back to Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating, Adams County High School Football Coaches, hosted by Adams Memorial Hospital, breakfast served by the West End Restaurant. Also sponsored by Mind's Eye Graphics, Adams Woodcrest, and Graber Insurance. And, uh, and we're joined now by the head coach of the South Adams Starfires, Grant Mosier. And, uh, Grant, uh, you went up and took on a, uh, a heritage team last night that uh, has been getting better. And uh, as I talked to Coach Michael Mosier earlier, it's kind of hard to determine if a team is good or bad that he has to play next week after they play South Adams because uh, you score first play on a pick six, you're up, and then you score like on a pass for a touchdown. I mean, you ran it up pretty quick, and uh, by the end of the first quarter, it was 35 nothing. Yeah, we came out. I was, I was happy the way we came out. Our guys were ready to go from the start. They were fired up pregame. Uh, first first play of the game, they they tried to go to their, their Division One kid who had, had an offer from Purdue and then Arizona State this weekend. And uh, Drew Sisman, well, I think Timmy Davidson first hits the quarterback as he's throwing, then Drew Sisman t- picks it out of the air and takes it back pretty easily for a touchdown. And then the next drive, they go three and out and meet the ball back, and Somerset runs the ball three straight times, ends up with a like, 35-yard touchdown run. Three and out again, get the ball, and Shock uh, takes a jet sweep for a touchdown first play, get it again, and a 60-yard pass to Trey Shock for a touchdown, and it's 28-0 with – uh, five minutes into the game, seven minutes in the first quarter left, and I'm looking around like, geez. <laughs> and like like you said, uh, your, your quarterback wants to throw the ball more, and it's like, no, I, yeah. I, I'm going to be here a few years from now when Coach Colquitt's built his team back yeah. up, and, and he's going to start putting gas on me. So. Yeah, it's 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 a hard it's a hard spot because we only threw the ball seven times, and we have such a di- such a dynamic and such a, such a good passing game. Um, <laughs> we threw we threw it seven times, four completions, four touchdowns. For two hundred and two hundred three yards, um, it was really good. We, we we really tried to get Trey Shot going. He's been kind of quiet this year, and he's so athletic. Uh, it was good to see him. He had three catches last night for three touchdowns and over a hundred yards receiving. Um, I, I don't know how you. I don't know. How, we were talking last night with Coach Steiner, our D coordinator. I don't know how you defend us right now because our our pass game is so um, so good with with James obviously, and then we have Nick Miller who's had, who has multiple touchdowns this year. Drew Stutzman who has multiple touchdowns. Aiden Warner multiple touchdowns. Trey Shock has three touchdowns now. Braden Bixler has had three touchdowns called back for holding, <laughs> so we feel bad for that kid. And then, and then, Christian Somerset's averaging eight yards a carry in yeah. the run game. AJ Dahl's averaging eight yards a carry in the season. So right now, if you want want to take away a pass game, I'm not I'm not stubborn. I'll run the ball. <laughs> um, I'm not stubborn by any means. We'll we'll do we'll take what you give us. And and right now, our run game's uh, doing really well, and our pass game's doing well, and our defense. Who is, which was kind of a question mark I thought at the start of this year is playing really, really well. Our front seven, especially against the run, um, and, our, and our defensive backs are playing great as well. Two more, uh, three more picks last night for our DBs. Um, so right now I'm just really happy with our guys. So I know that uh, Nick Miller is one of those kind of guys that he might have, you know, 100 yards uh, pass receiving on a night, but really it's you threw in the ball three times for and he caught the ball at five five yards past line of scrimmage and just ran and rumbled and tossed guys around uh getting that extra yardage, those yards after catch that uh, 
really seem to uh, be the big uh, equalizer for you. Yeah, Coach McCain always always talks to his receivers about yak, 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 which yards after catch, and they want to they want to uh, make plays with their feet after they have the ball in their hands, which our kids do a really good job with. We throw bubbles, we throw quick slants, quick outs, and then they our kids are so athletic and so fast they make plays after that with the ball in their hand. Um, but yeah, Miller again. Miller Miller was really motivated last night. I think we got a bunch of kids motivated um, to prove that they were as good as that Division One kid. Um, and I thought I thought our kids played really well. Um, for the most part, Miller had two tackles for loss again. He's he's like twenty tackles for loss over our career record now uh, for tackles for loss in a career. But he's better every week. Um, so yeah, it's just I, I was really proud of our, of our seniors, especially when they came out ready to go. Um, I know that. Uh Heritage uh, has the new field. Um, you guys are pretty fast on grass. Uh, do you get a lot faster on turf? <laughs> we do. Now, we I don't know. We don't have we don't have that one burner necessarily who's gonna who's gonna run a four four and like that. But we have probably four or five guys who are who are right there with four five four six. So we have and and they're elusive too, which is the other part of that. There they have straight line speed. Starts in water. Um, shock who's so elusive uh, we we have that speed which is nice um, but yeah turf makes us even quicker even quicker so again any, any, we always are anyone out there with 800 grand laying around that wants to give us turf of south adams <laughs> i mean you send me a text message right now and we'll, we'll make that happen well i know i know dane's listening dane just sent me a text so dane if you want to i know you're a belmont teacher but if you want to help out south adams that'd be <laughs> you can give me a check well it's one of those things like uh, if you get any of those guys the ball in space and give them, give them 10, 15 yards, you're not going to catch them. They, like I said, they're not, they don't have breakaway speed, but they're elusive. They're, you know, James is going to find a guy that's wide open, nobody on him at 10, 10 yards, and it's really hard to close on a guy when you give him that much gap. Yeah, it is, and, and James has gotten so much better at, at pre-snap reads. We've given him more and more freedom. He's a fourth-year starter now, so we've given him freedom with different RPO looks pre-snap. Um, where where if they where's a numbers game? So you put five in the box. We've seen the last couple of games. They they have four four high safeties and, and they walk out two backers over our, over our uh, receivers. We'll run the ball against a five five in the box all day long. We did that last night for the most part. But but James again does a good job. He's gonna, he's going to audible and get hot routes to his receivers now. Um, last night we had a, we had a bunch look on the left hand side and they they were out of place and they had uh, four DBs over our three bunch and single coverage with Stitchman on the backside and, and James right away recognized that and. And, and made his call to Drew, and Drew ran a, a back a back shoulder fade, and it was a, t- it was a 50-yard touchdown. So James getting better and better that that, that hot route and, and recognizing defenses. He put so much time into film. Um, we actually gave him the headset last night in the fourth quarter with our JV, let him call the plays, which he enjoyed. That he wants to be a coach someday. Uh, so he was actually calling our calling our offense for our freshmen in the fourth quarter last night. And our JV played really well too in the second half. Um, we were going every other play with with, with AJ Dahl and Matt Somerset, and they marched right down the field and then punched it in against their ones defense from Heritage. Um, <clears throat> Started the third quarter, so I was happy with that too. Um, but we just got to keep getting better. Obviously, our schedule picks up here the next two weeks. Um, and North Central is a team that we we've, we've beaten five straight times, but of all five of those of those games, it's been two or three touchdowns. We've never blown them out. They're really well coached. They have a quarterback who's a three year starter now. Um, they have some athletes and, and they're disciplined. So we're gonna to be ready to go next week. And Monroe is also one of those teams that uh, had to take a two-week hiatus uh, mm-hmm. uh, because of the COVID. And I saw that where uh, DeKalb had questions last night, and uh, they took another break, and East Noble had to pick up another game. DeKalb took another break. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah, really. that's why uh, East Noble had to go and play a big against Japan. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, I mean, that's the kind of thing. Uh, we we mentioned a lot of teams having their senior nights uh, early yeah. in a season because your season could be 
done for the season. I mean, if you get something in week seven or eight and you're out for two weeks, your season's over. So you get those senior nights in early. And I like I'm Central said they had homecoming last night as well to get that out of the way. But uh, uh, other things that you're looking at, uh, you've talked about uh, the measures that you're taking. Everything's still in place to keep everything, everyone healthy on yeah. your team. Yeah, we, we, do, we do a pretty good job for the most part with that. Our managers, I give them the job. They do a job, the job of uh, – of taking attendance where kids are stretching, things like that, making sure that we, we are spread out. We have a couple coaches who are designated to that during the game. But it's, there's so many things during the game. You're in the game coaching and, and trying to get 11 guys on the field on, on punt and things like that. You turn around and then you have to also make sure your kids are spread out on the sideline. <laughs> it's another dimension to the, to the game that you have to worry about now. I think three times last night I turn around and say, hey, guys, you need to spread out. I'm like, well, I shouldn't have to worry about that during a football game. <laughs> But, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a little stressful because, you know, at any point you get an email from a coach you played last week or you get a phone call and from your athletic director and, and they say, hey, you're, you're not playing for two weeks because our team had, that played significant time had, has a positive test. So my, my wife, Alyssa, is a bit, bit, sometimes she's like, hey, go outside for a little bit. You're, you're, <laughs> she's been good for me, though, trying to keep me calm and just, hey, stop, stop worrying so much. But I, I'm, I'm obviously happy we've gotten through four weeks here. Our kids are doing a great job of – uh, wearing masks in meetings, uh, things like that, wearing masks on the bus, um, just trying to take those precautions to make sure we get to keep having the season. Well, it's not just your team, but uh, at any one point in time, they could call you and say, yeah. a team that you're supposed to play next week is mm-hmm. out, and then your AD goes into scrambling while trying to find you a game. And then, like like I was kind of talking with Dane last night, it's like, okay, does it make sense to pick up a non-conference game to play somebody that's been tested positive for COVID and run the risk of your season or, like Adam Central really struggled, and they found a game against Tri yeah. last week. But do you take a week off, you relax, you rest, you build up, or do you run that risk of maybe getting your team exposed? And I know as a football coach, you want to play every week. Yeah. We, right now we have week nine open still, and we had opportunities to fill that. And, and Mr. R.I.D. and I talked, and we said, well, maybe that's something we just wait and see because the last thing you want to do is play week nine against a team who tests positive, and then you're out for sectional. So I, I am very curious what's going to happen once we get into the, into the tournament time. If a team test you win you win a game and the other team tests positive, are you done? I don't yeah. I don't know. So I, I'm curious how that's going to work out. Will the say give us a little an extra time or another week? I don't know. So it's going to be really interesting come that time. But again, week nine, do, do you play a game? Even I think it's going to depend on on the draw we get. Um, I, I think I'd like to play a, a really good team week nine to maybe maybe a. I don't know. The best thing so far this year for us was playing Eastbrook in the, in the scrimmage where our kids had a lot of trouble uh, moving the football. We had some trouble on defense, but the um, best we can and through the first four weeks, we, we haven't really been challenged. I mean, and it's, it's, uh, it, it, with the, the, we try the best we can in practice to put them in hard situations, tough situations, to the, to, the, to the point where we have a competition period where one's offense goes against our scout team D, and we say it's one-hand touch. And, and our, our varsity kids hate that, but we're trying to put them in tough situations. So we get into Monroe Central AC, you're going to be in, in face adversity. So we've got to find a way to, si- to simulate that in practice right now. So we're doing everything we can. You know that, that Eastbrook team, aren't they ranked number one in 2A? Yeah, they are. They're ranked number one in 2A. That was, that was, great. That was a great move for us to uh, switch that game from Blackford to Eastbrook. And, and, that, <clears throat> and that challenged us a little bit. And, uh, again, they put us in tough spots, and it's good for our kids to see something like that. Because usually, the, the, normally in the last couple of years, we've played really good teams in the summer. Uh, we played some. We played Bishop Lures and Marion last summer. Um, Columbia City, but not being able to do that this summer changed things. So we wanted to get a good scrimmage game in. Well, Grant, uh, you talked about what the IHSAA might do in the tournament series if something comes up. And we saw last year 
if you take a state like Adam, uh, uh, like Indiana, as crazy as about who's your sister in basketball, sure. and you cancel the boys' high school state finals, yeah. uh, it right in the middle of it, you know what they'll do? They'll pull the plug. They won't yep, think twice absolutely. about it. Uh, so I mean, that kind of answers that question. So you just hope that things go right because you know that uh, if push comes to shove, the authorities are going to do what's best for the health and safety, and and they're going to they'll stop a tournament, and there will be no state champion in football this year. Yeah, no, I think I think I agree 100 percent with you. The, the positives are. From from all the kids you've seen that have tested positive in football right now, I believe I saw the stat in Indiana that not one has been hospitalized. I saw the stat with with the college football players. I think they've had uh, it was over a couple hundreds of cases, six hundred cases maybe, and none have been hospitalized as far as players go. So it it, it is it's just so something. I think everyone's still trying to figure out exactly what this is. Um, but I love that we're taking steps forward with this, and we're getting we're getting more and more fans. It sounds like every every day now we've opened up to. Letting our JV have, have fans and our and our youth have can have two parents there, which which is nice. Um, so we're just hoping to keep pushing forward here through the pandemic. So, um, what does Monroe Central have, uh, both offensive and defensively, that uh, you're going to have to prepare for for this week? Yeah, they they did they did lose. They had a very good lineman, two linemen last year that we had a lot of trouble with um, on both sides of the ball. They do bring back their quarterback, he's a three year starter, uh, Olman. Um, they have a really good sophomore receiver in Jones. He had three touchdowns last night. They, they won last night versus where to watch the film as coaches last night. They beat uh, Northeastern 49-0. to um, So they're 2-0 and now. Like you said, they, they set out week 2-3, and but they're 2-0. and They beat Wallbash week 1. They beat Northeastern 49-0 last night. They're ranked, I think, 8th or ninth in 1A right now. Um, they, they have a really tough fullback. Even Miller, Miller said last night to me, yeah, they have that tough fullback, Miller Central, number 34. Kennedy is only a junior. He's a tough kid, too. And like I said earlier, they're, they're very, very well coached. He's, he's been around now for a long time, and he knows what he's doing. Um, he motivates them. So it's going to be a, another tough, it's going to be a tough game for us. Um, coming out versus, uh, a team we'll be ready for. But that's, that's right now. We've got, we got a guard against complacency. Um, we're coming out and scoring so many. So many, when you score five touchdowns in the first quarter. You got to remind our kids, hey, that's not going to happen every game. And when it doesn't happen that every game, you got to be ready to. to it's it's going to be okay if we come out and don't score the first drive. It's going to be come out okay. If we come out and don't score the first three drives. It's a long game, um, and our kids right now aren't they? They haven't played in the third quarter really yet, even so. So that's the thing. I yeah. mean, your offense is going to do what your offense does. I mean, yeah. that that that's going what you're going to be, and then your defense. You know, from week to week. And I know they can shut somebody out like they have the past couple of weeks, but uh, uh, it's when you have to really gear up and play against a, a good team and think, okay, it's not like last week. This week we're going to have to strategize a little bit better. And uh, you play every game as each every game because your opponent next week could be somebody different. You don't know. Yeah, and that's that's what I liked about that scrimmage too was we we practiced all week for East for for Blackford, watched the film on Blackford, set our defense for Blackford. And then Thursday is the day we actually changed Eastbrook. So. We're scrambling with game plan changes, things like that. And I say, hey, it might be this way all year long, so it was good practice going into our scrimmage um, to need to do that. But Coach Steiner obviously does an incredible job with, with the defense we have right now. Him, him and Coach Clark and Coach Money, Coach Dysinger, Coach Cal on the defensive side do a, such a good job with game planning and even, even a better job with adjustments to in-game. Um, and then our offensive staff too. Coach Lehman does an incredible job with the O-line and the run game. Coach McCain with, with James in the pass game. Um, and Coach Hemo up, up top with the eyes in the sky. So right now we just have we have a really good staff and we have really good players that, that are putting it together. I think uh, what, what I love about our staff is we have players who relate. I always, I always ask the players end of the year meetings, one-on-one meetings, which coach do you relate to the most and why? And, and it's so cool hearing the, the difference difference in our players. So James Arnold, obviously a very smart kid. 
um, very analytical. He, he relates best with Coach McCain, who's the same way. He's a math teacher, and he's very analytical and very bright. Um, then you get, you get some guys who are, who are hard-nosed, like Jake Plattner, and he relates the most to Coach Steiner, who's the same way, blue-collar, hard-nosed. Um, so so it's, just, it's just cool. You have some linemen, some big linemen, like Sam Plattner relate most with Coach Lehman. Um, so it's just cool to see how, how those players relate to different coaches, and we have they have guys they can go to as mentors. So it, it, I think right now we have a great mix of um, coaches who care about kids. We have we have kids who obviously play hard and care about each other, and that's what that's what we said in pregame last night is right now to have something really special. Um, I showed them a picture. There's a picture. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know who took the picture, but there's a picture of Somerset scoring a touchdown um, and Drew Stutzman and, and uh, Aiden Warner coming over just to just, uh, – with huge smiles on their faces. If we can get excited about other guys scoring touchdowns, that's when we're going to be good. You know, do you get any kind of jealousy if any of those players at the end of the season they like the other two Mosier coaches better than you? <laughs> that's that everyone likes those two. <laughs> I, when I when I ask the favorite coach, I'm never the I'm never one of them. <laughs> Which is fine by me. That's that's not that's not my job as head coach. My, my job is You're not there to make receiver. friends. Exactly. That's, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's fine with me. That's that's what my brothers do and the other coaches do. That's that's when when I when I'll get on somebody, we can have another coach go over there and, and put their arm around them. But I think uh, the kids know I care about them. Obviously, we we all do. Our whole staff does this because we we care about obviously South Adams community. We care about South Adams football. We've all went through the program. My entire staff. Um, we care about we care about kids and trying to develop kids into uh, young men. But we obviously want to win too, and our kids see that, and um, our kids respond. You know, we talk about pictures. Um, I was going through some old papers, throwing some stuff away, and, and I pull out the box of my tax papers from 2009, and it's the Belmont State Championship um, article, and there's a bunch of pictures in there. And I talked to Trent Bussey, one of the coaches that Nick has brought on for this year. In that picture, Trent Bussey, the fullback, had just blasted a guy clear out of the sidelines and was walking back in as Nick's scampering in for the touchdown. And I told him, I said, that's a picture you're going to kind of remember. I mean, kind of like your pictures like yeah. that. He's looking at back at him saying, you know, I didn't score, but I did my job. And then, and Trent's like, I asked Trent, I said, you enjoy coaching football? I said, I love this. Yeah. So, I mean, to get those guys back into the program, you know, that played for the program and just really – I think that's what's going to take for him to build that team back up. And I mean, you've done that same thing. You've surrounded yourself with those guys you've played with for all those years. Y'all think alike. You're about the same age, and those are the kind of things it takes to build a nice coaching staff. Yeah, and I've I've been asked a couple of times, are you going to leave South Adams and go to a bigger school? No, absolutely not. I have no interest in going somewhere to further my coaching career or anything like that. It's, it's, it's burned to South Adams, which is where I've grown up. It's what I love. Um, I mean, we we had some some. I had an AD email me this offseason, hey, you know, I'm coming up to a bigger school. And I said, absolutely not. No. For goodness sakes, Coach, yes. kids, he got lost in Decatur trying to find a West exactly. End right. I, I need, I need the safety, <laughs> I need the safety of burn. Like, come on. So, no, I mean, it's, it's a, that's what's cool. It's more than just football for us. It's, it's the community that we love, that we grew up in, uh, just trying to give back to, to, the, to the people that have given us so much as kids. Um, so it's just it's such a blessing to be able to coach in a community like South Adams where there's so much support. I, I get 20, 25 text messages after every game um, with people just say, hey, good job, keep rolling, things like that. And that's just so special, I think, to be in a community where it's so tight-knit, so much community support for our program and for our school and for our kids. Um, I don't think our kids don't realize how much how, how well they have it in a community where we have so much support. Um, if we had fans allowed right now, it would be it would be packed house at Star Firefield every Friday night. Um, I know I know the webcast and you guys are getting all kind of off coverage because of this because people want to listen to our games. Um, so again, it's just an absolute blessing to be able to, to coach in, in the town that that I'm from and that our staff is from. I know that they feel the same way. I'm trying to give back to this community. 
I know that I talked to to Nick uh, like week one, and he said same thing. He said I'm a Decatur guy. I'm a Belmont guy. Yeah. And those kind of things is what it's taken. You know, after he was named the coach, I think 50, close to 15 kids have came out for the team. He's getting some of those back in, and and that's what you need. I mean, if you have a coach that comes in from out of town, say you go to a big school and you come in, those people don't know you. They don't support you, and mm-hmm. and it's tough to build a team up. And I think it's those homegrown guys that are ones that go build up a good program for you. Yeah, and what's been what's been great for our program is we have we have those same kind of guys in our youth programs and our middle school programs. Um, so, so Craig McCain, who, who's, on, who's on varsity staff for the last six years with me now, he's coached uh, third and fourth grade, fifth and sixth grade. He's coached, now he's coaching middle school a little bit too. Jesse O'Dell, a guy who's been on my staff, has coached third and fourth. Now he's coaching fifth and sixth today over at Bluffton. Um, and there's Scott Stein, our D coordinator, he's coaching third and fourth grade with his son. So when we have our varsity staff down there with our youth, that, that's building rapport with those kids. And I know for a fact they're running our stuff. Coach Dysinger is doing our, and Coach Coward doing our middle school program. They're on our varsity staff. So when we have our varsity staff down there with the youth in the middle school, I know they're running our stuff. I know they're building rapport. They're doing things the right way. They're they're getting across the points that, that I want in our program. So that's helped out tremendously as well. Well, once again, Grant, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, we are scheduled to do your game against Monroe Central next week. So that as on the schedule, that's the way it stands right now. So uh, Look forward to the pre-game interview with you next week, and uh, <laughs> you enjoy that to-go breakfast you got sitting there and a big cup of Omelet, coffee. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we'll be back with uh, one last wrap-up right after these messages. Want to make your home a more comfortable place, but don't think you can afford a top-brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solutions for every budget. When you turn to Leakty Brothers, your Carrier expert, they'll show you the full lineup of best-in-class home comfort systems and help you pick the one that best fits into your home budget. Because in this economy, who couldn't use a little more comfort? Hi, this is Kent at Leakty Brothers Plumbing and Heating with a very simple philosophy. Show up on time, do what you say you'll do, and if there's a problem, fix it. Leakty Brothers, 251 East Water Street in Burn. Thank you for making West End Restaurant Decatur your dining destination for many of your favorite dishes. And now we're offering many new items. Hi, this is Jared inviting you to enjoy our newest menu items. A Philly steak sandwich, a Reuben sandwich, salmon on a cedar plank, stuffed grilled shrimp, West End grilled cod sandwich, baked sweet potato, breaded pickles, jalapeno poppers. And we still have our old favorite. So stop in and see us at the West End Restaurant. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Since 1980, we have been your screen printing professionals. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 Commerce Drive in Decatur. We take great pride in our screen printing and embroidery accomplishments. If you need from a few to a few hundred garments decorated, we can do it. Schools, organizations, business apparel, and more. Your design or custom design. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Welcome back to the Leaky Brothers Plumbing and Heating, Adams County High School Football Coaches Show, hosted by Adams Moral Hospital with breakfast served by the West End Restaurant, uh, also sponsored by Mind's Eye Graphic, Adams Woodcrest, and Graber Insurance. Last night in area games, uh, Columbus City defeated Huntington North, Norwell took out Belmont, Leo defeated New Haven, 
Uh, Penn defeated East Noble. Adams Central defeated Jay County. Bluffton over Woodland. South Adams over Heritage. Also in the Fort Wayne area, Carroll defeated Northrop. Homestead over Bishop Lures. I'm sorry, Bishop Dwinger. In a 35-34 triple overtime game where um, Homestead was able to stop um, Bishop Dwinger as they tried to go for two points in that third overtime and defeated them by one point, 35-34. Concordia took out Bishop Lures Snyder in a low-scoring game, 14-7 to over Southside. Northside defeated Wayne. Eastside defeated, defeated Cherubusco. Central Noble took out Prairie Heights. Fairfield defeated Fairmont or Fremont. Garrett defeated Lakeland. Angola over West Noble. Warsaw over Mishawaka. Wawasee over Concord. Uh, Wawasee and Concord were postponed, my fault. And uh, Maconaqua defeated Whitco, 31-28. So next week, <clears throat> our um, game of the week will be at South Adams versus uh, Monroe Central. Stay tuned today as there's uh, IndyCar racing. On WZBD, tomorrow, our first Colts football game of the season. Monday night, first volleyball action, as uh, Dane Felling and I will be uh, covering that game. The uh, county rivalry between the Belmont Squaws will be visiting the uh, Lady Jets at the hangar. So I, once again, like to thank Steve Gagel for running aboard for me this morning. I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in. And uh, tune in next Friday night for our game of the week at South Adams. With that, we're off, and we'll see you next Saturday morning.